0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper. I'm Don Maeda, joined in Menifee by Chase Curtis. Of course, Mike Antonovich is home in Illinois, and Alex Ray is in Sentosa Beach, Singapore, calling in for today's show. Um, we took yesterday off to observe Juneteenth, and uh, we're back here today, Tuesday, on the Tuesday after the High Point National. And, guys, what a. Uh, what a weekend full of racing huh
1: what a race dude
2: that's the best racing
3: i've seen in so long it was
2: high point did not disappoint that's for sure i don't know if it was because the track or the layout or, or what but there was so much close racing that i don't know i feel like we haven't seen it like that in years i feel like for me this is one of those races that you know we'll be watching on youtube for the next 10 years Totally. It's just one of those iconic battles you see with uh with Dungey and Kenny and then with the Lawrence brothers and then you throw all those guys in the mix. It was it was crazy how close the racing was this weekend. Like yeah. top you know, I mean there was a couple of motos where one and two were out there in front, like just Jet and Hunter, that was their battle, but for the most part you could throw a blanket over the top ten guys.
0: Yeah. How how much that feel you know, for uh how much that must that feel for Jet and Hunter to battle like they did in the second 250 Moto? Like, I mean, dude, it's your brother, right? Right. Like, how awesome is that? And, and what a memory for those two guys for the rest of their lives, right? hmm
3: I think that they both enjoyed it. I mean, they definitely did because after a few minutes, um, you could tell how happy-go-lucky they were, but don't discredit how much Hunter wanted that one. Yeah. He was pretty mad and even jet kind of realized like, Oh, wow. It's he's not happy. He lost that one. So, uh, (laughs) even if if you watched that, how was your weekend? He's like, yeah, you know, he wasn't that happy with me and I get it, but you know, I understand. Like you could tell the jets like, Oh, Oh, okay. I, I, this is the first (laughs) time we've ever really gone after the same thing like that. So this is an interesting dynamic to watch these next few weeks because, uh, I was wondering when it was going to happen. And now we saw it happen. And I don't think it was anything bad against either boy. It's just like two dudes going for the same thing. And Hunter had done so well. And then to see kind of how Jet just waited and then pounced on a couple little mistakes and then got it. Like, when they came... Okay, I was standing at the top of the hill where that left-hander before the finish line is when they came up that triple uphill on the last lap to come get the checkered flag and they're within six feet of each other everybody that couldn't see because it was blind there when they're coming up the hill were are just like oh my god look how close they are
0: <laughs> yeah you know like when there's teammates they get along really great and they start battling f- for a championship together you know then they kind of separate a little bit like we've all seen you know like remember in the pass with jeremy martin on the star rig under the yeah and his, his own little own thing outside yeah. <laughs> i mean can that happen between two brothers i mean they're so close right right it's just you wonder if it's ever going to get uh tense
1: you got to think at moments it's going to i mean like anton said this is the first time we've seen them actually be one and two and it's pretty blatantly obvious and clear that they're one and two so uh it's going to be hard because they're not just teammates. They're brothers, obviously, and they're best friends, and they spend literally every single second together. Same mm-hmm. team, same bike. It's really just, hey, I'm the faster brother when you're on the same equipment like that. You mm-hmm. can't have any other, like, oh, his bike's faster or anything like that, you know?
0: Yeah. It'd be kind of like if Anton started drifting. Yeah. And, and you know,
1: the same a rivalry car.
0: between him and Kyle. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I like, I like, too, how they they leave the camera on the guys after the moto, right? Like, you see the guys after second moto, they come in, they're all hot, they're pissed off, or, you know, or whatever. But then you see Jet just sort of, you know, he's all happy, he just won the race. He's like, yeah, that was fun, that was a nice one, brother, like, we were ripping. And then you can just see Hunter's face, like. At the he like he wanted that win right, and then you, he's he's kind of like at at that moment he's like yeah, shut the hell up. But at the same time, like he <laughs> he wasn't that way, you know what I mean? Like it took him a second to like catch his bearings and then really be like, all right, yeah, that was a fun race. But he was also absolutely pissed at the same time, right? You can just tell. Mm-hmm. But props to him for just being a good sportsman about it, you know. I mean, hell, it is his brother, you know. They are family, but it, it I'm sure it can be tough sometimes.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny, because ever since I met Hunter, you know, and he was the guy who came over and raised pro, Jet was still an amateur, but I remember just little comments that Hunter would make to me, like, oh, I'll wait till you meet my brother, you know, he's the fast one, or he's the good-looking one, or, you know, he's always been like the older brother in the shadow of the younger brother, kind of, Mm -hmm. and so that's why I think it's so sweet this year to see him really challenging, and, because obviously Jet has had immediate success in the pro ranks, and... Hunter has had injuries and bad luck, yeah. And to see him challenge little brother now is is pretty sweet. I think for him, yeah. it
1: it's where he wants to be. I mean, I had a conversation with him before Supercross season, and I asked him like, "Hey, was it was it cool to see your brother have all that success in the outdoors and win a championship?" And he flat out like straight face said, "No, <laughs> like, that's what I wanted. It wasn't cool at all." <laughs> so yeah, it's good to see him be there this year.
4: Yeah.
0: And then uh good for Joe Shimoda getting on the podium. Mhm. I think uh I think that was pretty sick and it's so funny Lucas Myrtle has like Dude, the he's top like the new guys.
1: Alden or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. I don't know. And then what even Maximus had a decent day, right? 8th.
1: Yeah, and I think he was coming he came from way back from what I what I saw, I think. So, yeah, good day for him.
4: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
3: Long overdue good day for him, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think
1: that there have been
3: so many issues. Like, even last week at at Thunder Valley, he had a bike issue and didn't get to ride. And they're trying. Like, I mean, there's so many people that had high expectations of Max. And especially after last year and to see where he is and the unorthodox approach that they're taking. um, To see the little stutter steps that they've had along the way has been, you know, unfortunate for them. But they've responded really well to it. He told me he's in Florida now to do some work. I think it'll be interesting to see how he comes on in these next four races through the
1: middle of the summer,
3: because we haven't really gotten the chance to see that from him yet.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anton, um, it seemed like a little bit of an off day, maybe for the star guys. Uh, uh,
3: I would, I, dude, I, I'd like to know what all is going Cause as we talked about last week, there are some bike changes, but then looking at the bikes from this week, they're all quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys have, more stock parts on than others do other guys have aftermarket sponsor parts on there so like there is stuff that's on there um but they were pretty disheartened about that justin had done well you know he was in the thick of that stuff for just a little bit but then um as things were going on he just got dropped you know and i think that was pretty frustrating for him uh levi had a crash in the first moto came charging back and got into points which was pretty good But then realistically, like, I didn't see very much of LeBlanc that it felt like. Mm -hmm. And Rasher did really, really well, especially coming off the week that he had last week where he left in a sling and no one knew if he was going to race. But still, even then, I think that, like, all things considered, it was just a tough week overall for all those guys. And you can tell that they're definitely searching for what they got to do to get it right right Right. now.
1: Mm -hmm. It's so weird to see their bike was so good last year. They didn't change anything besides... Adding Pro Taper bars this year, and obviously those are better. So I don't, I don't understand why they're scratching their heads so much, unless they went just so dang far. But that they have like, they got to have somewhere like, oh, this is the setting we used last year. Like just throw that back on. Yeah, go back to baseline, <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: And I want, I want to say this about Justin Cooper in that second moto. I've never feel, I feel like every time I've seen him ride, like whether he's winning, he's on the podium, or he's top five, whatever it is it always looks like he's riding within his comfort zone. It always looks like it's easy for him. He's hitting his ruts. He's doing everything. This is the first time I actually seen him, like, I, I ride right out of his comfort zone to try and stay with those guys. I don't know. That's just me. That's what i seen watching the race. Like, in that second moto, he got the start, and he was doing everything that he could to catch those guys and to stay with them. And I feel like he tried to stay with them as long as he could, but he just couldn't sustain it, obviously. You know, I mean, he's still building fitness from his injury, but, like, that's the first time I feel like I've seen him ride outside of his comfort zone.
3: I have to think that it is really more bike issues than anything else. I mean, yeah, Justin's coming in a little bit underprepared. Maybe not underprepared, but just back. You know, he's back from this injury and everything like that, so we all know that. But uh, watching him in Thunder Valley last week and hearing him say, you know, there for a few laps, I caught my flow, I was hitting all my marks he he has ridden really well so i think that it's there it's just once they figure out whatever they have going on with all of these bikes and all of these riders because pretty much every 250 guy is on something slightly different than the other guy we'll see something interesting again as as you said chase and to point out remember last year almost every guy was on an identical setup and we were all just raving over what star was doing oh my god they cut this much weight off of a factory 450 and they're doing this with the 250 and this this and this and it's like, okay, well, what happened? And I, I just, is that the pursuit of perfection that everybody always runs into? And is this the cost of it? I mm-hmm. think that that's what we'll be looking for for these guys through these next few weeks for sure.
0: Or have other guys' bikes gotten better? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> what else in the 2 yeah, I feel like
2: Star is one of the only teams right now that doesn't have a test rider.
0: That's true.
3: Surprisingly, yeah. too. Because was Chiz doing some test riding stuff Because that's kind of what it seemed like He was even making like little social media Comments about them trying stock stuff Like wonder where you got that from and Things so I'm sure that Chiz has had a little bit of Input in what that bike was doing
4: Yeah
0: Hey uh, So speaking of the 250 Class we've got Ryder Francisco Coming up starting at Redbud And uh, But it's kind of weird he's racing Mammoth this weekend huh I saw, I saw a picture of his yellow plates up there.
4: <laughs>
0: but, uh, but yeah, so when we were at uh, KCRP two weekends ago, uh, Ryder was there on Saturday practicing, and he came up, and he's like, hey, dude, I'm racing Red Bud. And, uh, Anton, how does that rule work? It's like it, it's a provision to allow A-class amateur riders to dip their toes into the deep end because he says he can earn 40 points up to 40 yeah, points
3: yeah it's a it's basically a thing so guys can start testing the ropes you know where europe has the emx classes where guys are able to to ride and try these real pro tracks especially in like emx 250 or whatever mm-hmm. uh this is kind of the mx sports equivalent of that or they're not equivalent but their version of like hey we're going to try to give you guys a little bit more experience mm-hmm. so yeah as long as you don't break that break that point threshold before loretta's you can keep your eligibility and then go back to loretta's this summer Um, and I think too, that's where they were with Romano. You know, they had even said, he's just going to do a few and then he'll drop back out and then he'll go race the summer and then he'll come back after that's over. But, uh, he was doing so well and they knew that if he kept it going, he was going to break that point threshold. So they just kept him on. Uh, it's an interesting rule. I don't really, I don't know. I think it's so odd because one day at a pro national is so different than one week at Loretta's and what you're going to learn in that day and the competition you're going to go against compared to the competition you're going to go against at Loretta's is so different. So like it, it's just so odd. I don't know what some people expect to take away from that. Like do they think that some of these A-class kids need to come in and be like podium contenders because then that really throws a weird look on like how good is A-class racing in the 250 class? Like how big is that gap? Yeah. But as we've seen from some of these guys, the gap can be really big or it can be really small, just depending on who you are. Some dudes struggle, some dudes take off and kill it.
0: Yeah. It's funny to. Hey, Ray, what are you doing, bro? Are you
3: taking
1: a shit?
0: (laughs) Maybe you fell asleep.
2: Is that what it sounds like? It sounded like you're like. You had like some. I don't know.
4: (laughs) Well,
0: well, it's funny to hear uh, Ryder's take. He's like done all this math, right? And he's like, well, I can go 11-11 in both motos at at the first two races and still make Loretta's. Or if I go 5-5 five, five at Red Bud, I'm right there. And I'm like, well, what's, what's the goal? What's the strategy? Are you going to, you know, say you're going to get more than 40 points. Are you going to pull off? Are you going to sandbag? And he's all oh, – you could tell he wants to stay mm-hmm. in the pro class. But uh, I don't know.
1: I mean, there was talk – there was talk during Supercross season of him just moving up straight away and doing the entire series like Romano did. Yeah. So I know he wants to be there. I mean, I talked to him at Salt Lake city and he at, even with what two, three weeks away from the beginning of the series, he, he told me that he was ready and he wanted to go. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited. I think he'll, I think he'll, he'll kind of be in for a little bit of a shocker maybe, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, his pace is good. We see him ride all the time with the rest of the guys. He's right there with everyone, but you got to think those are tracks he's used to out here. And Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see it every time. They move up. Even Romano. Talking to Romano and LeBlanc, those first two rounds was funny because they were just like, holy shit. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be exciting.
0: Yeah. You know, he was uh, So he was at Paris last Friday, and he looked really, really fast there. But you know who also looked fast? Carson. Yes. When is Carson coming back to the races, hey, Ray?
2: Uh, I'm thinking. I think it may be Redbud. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard yeah. too.
1: Yeah, he looks solid. Mumphy was flying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
2: he's outdoors is is his deal. I mean, like he's had some time off obviously with his injury, so I don't know how his fitness is going to be. But the kid can go fast. Yeah, like he always has been. Like he was a top amateur for years. So he just had a couple rough. Ruff goes at it with with luck and and teams going away you know i think now that he's on like a solid program i think he's gonna he's gonna spread his wings you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh hey on on rider d uh how does that work with his gear deal obviously he was running. i've seen some photos of him in fox will he be in fox at redbud and then switch back to Renan for the if he does it or is he
1: no. full-time now it sounds like he's Fox full-time now. I mean, we'll see. If he's really racing Mammoth, we'll see this weekend. But from what I hear, he's Fox full-time now.
0: Oh, well, yeah. We yeah. haven't seen photos of Mammoth yet. No, yeah. Okay. But yeah, he was uh, Benny, Benny Tazi, Benny from the vlog. He was out at uh, Paris outfitting him with the new Bell Moto 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I asked Ryder. It's like, hey, is it weird? Like, and he used to hold a different bike and different gear and everything. And he said kind of <laughs> but uh i don't
1: know i mean of... he was in fox for a little bit before yeah, the yeah, deal, yeah so
0: but kind of bum bum for pete fox i mean to have his star guy taken away by a gear contract but
1: yeah he's huh. always in the cards though yeah
0: inevitable so uh, hey, Don, that...
3: you've had a you've had a couple sets of that gear how does it fit
0: dude it's nice um it, it's very straightforward it's not like uh Super stretchy high tech new wave stuff. It's uh it's more like really, really great standard gear. The pants fit nice. The jersey is a little I feel like the the jersey's a little short sometimes. Like it might come untucked, but it never does. It's just there's not a whole lot to tuck in. And uh yeah, it's good stuff. The gloves are really exceptional, I think. But uh I don't know. I got to see how it compares to canvas, but I don't have any canvas gear, and RV keeps flapping his lips like, get you set. Anyway, guys, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for more. Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right. Their first product to market, the Chileo pedal, was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle. Now shipping worldwide. Check them out at YoshimuraCycling.com. Hi,
3: Swap Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. This is what sets Ari apart. This is Ari.
2: Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the lock and load pro, or the EZ utility jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase.
0: Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto.
2: Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose backyard designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long.
0: Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at backyarddesignsusa.com.
3: G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient Sniper Cross Country bike to the aggressive Primer and Tracer Trail bikes, or even that amazing Taser e bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at
1: intensecycles.com a look.
0: Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, guys, how about 450 class? How about the dungy hole shot?
1: Dude, freaking dungy. Did
0: the crowd just go oh ape shit?
1: Gosh. I mean, yeah. I-
2: that's sick. No, I feel like no one expected him to do that, especially after going, you know, seven, eight, or eight, eight at at Thunder Valley, you know, with him being sick and everything. And he just backed it up, dude. I mean, even the first moto, he was so feisty, so racy. Like him and I feel like him and Kenny battled every single lap the whole day. You yeah, know, like first first moto, second moto, all the way to the last lap, and that was crazy anton I didn't see where Roxon got him that last lap in the second moto but but yeah I mean he man he was putting on a charge that whole shot was really good for him I think that lit a fire under his belt i get i think it gave him confidence I think that's what he needed to to move move forward a little bit and get that to that next level where he needs to be to be on the podium like he said he wanted to be
3: Mm-hmm. I agree with you on the whole shot thing, a but I think that it was also kind of building from that first moto. I don't I don't know how much they showed it on TV or not, but um, him and Kenny's battle and the back and forth that they had and the lappers that they're going through was awesome. And I even asked both of them the variable of Joey that was right in front of him. Joey had a great start and was hanging on, doing everything that he needed to do. But you could tell that they were faster than Joey was. Joey did an excellent job of holding his position and not letting him by. And that really did throw, like, the wrench into Kenny's ride of, like, okay, this is this is how Ryan's going to make up all this ground on me. And then to see him in the second moto, dude, Ryan was on it. And I agree with you. I think that the intensity that we were questioning, like, is he going to ride on that ragged edge or not? I don't really know. Dude, he's ride. on the
2: ra- he's ragged ragged edge right Dude, now. but
3: he doesn't even look like it. He, yeah. he did not look... <laughs> Like, he did not look like he was putting anything really that wrong from watching at the track. You know, there was stuff that I was yeah. watching Eli do where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, how could he go any faster? And there was stuff that I was watching Ryan do where I'm just like, dude, Ryan's on it. Like He's just going forward. But, um, again, I think these next few weeks are going to be like we've been saying and been saying. He, he's in it now. He's He sees what he's got. He knows how close he is. I think it's gonna get really interesting. Is it title worthy and all that stuff? I don't know. It's still really soon to say, especially with what Chase and Eli are doing right now. But just uh, gonna win a couple of these before it's over for sure. Now yeah. I think it's, it's coming.
0: Wow. I mean, I wonder.
3: Really,
2: get him on some tracks that he's comfortable with that he really likes. Millville, Red Bud, like those type of tracks. Hell, maybe even Southwick. I mean, he. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think he can put off some good rides and, yeah. uh, and some good results for sure and yeah, on he, that note too uh what did you hear about caroli yeah i mean obviously you were there that first moto how banged up was his knee
3: pretty banged up like he he was pretty banged up and even when he got out there for the second moto i was wondering how long that was gonna last because after he got up and got going again after that crash you could just tell that the intensity wasn't really there and you could like he was hurting and the bike was beat up and stuff like that. So when he even, even when he came out for the second moto I was surprised. I was like that could be enough that this stops it. You know, I don't yeah, was I that... after seeing the crash it didn't seem like it was that crazy, but then to hear like rocket Rob Bidos, and then to hear the crowd's reaction when when Antonio went down, I thought that he went like flying down the start straight away, <laughs> you know, at 150 miles an hour head over heels, but he didn't. Um, to wander, was it Craig? Yeah. Yeah, into the wall. Yeah.
0: He didn't hit the wall, yeah. though, right? He
3: no. Just, no, but it was... No, right, right. kind of yeah. took
2: the front right there right before it. I mean, he just ran right in the side of Craig, I feel like.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's kind of um, a bummer that, you know, like, his, his uh, four-race stint in the U.S., like, his bucket list thing, kind of comes to a close. Ends like that, that. On that note. yeah. It I don't been, know, but if,
4: you're,
2: if you're KTM, it's a win, like, all across the board, I feel like, yeah. Even with the last race being a wash, I feel like the first three were just amazing with, you know, the rad- riders that they had and you know the presence that they had and just everything. I think it was a win.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. He was a little forthcoming in uh the post-race interview he did with Mathis, and I think also too he wanted to kind of set the record straight on what the situation was as far as like KTM's not paying him or whatever. And and he said, you know, this was the budget that I had, and there's some things that did go back and forth that didn't get to determine where we are, and they're making decisions for the future of the company, like MotoGP and things, so it's unfortunate, but we're going to try to figure out how we can get here to do some more of these, and I think, I mean, that would be great to see Antonio come back. I'll tell you this, sometimes, you know, we don't see the forest for the trees. We're just so close to it, and I, when Antonio said he was coming over, I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's this nice little, like addition to the series of everything else that we're thinking to see how many people are. I did not believe how many people were that excited to see one guy ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So many people from across were traveling across the country to go to certain races, just for the chance to watch him ride is unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't that, think that really did add so much to the summer that we didn't, I
1: didn't think about until this. Now I didn't think that many Americans watched him XGP.
0: Yeah. And it, and it was, it's nice to see that that many Americans have respect. Yeah, for what happens over there, because like so many dumb fans, you know, you see on the Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Just oh yeah, like like for instance, I I posted an old video of RV on my Instagram. Uh, it was the last time I filmed it before he went to MXGP, and then there's this little argument between some Euro commenters and Americans, back and forth. And the last one I saw is this dumb guy's all oh yeah, well you're. Cairoli ran into Craig and went home. There's your nine-time champ. It's like, mm. don't be that stupid and ignorant, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it was really exciting. I mean, it was it was super exciting for me, even. Like, I've seen him race in Europe many times, and to have him here at Hangtown was, was incredible.
3: But, you know, and I, you think about Antonio's history in the United States. Like, he's been here. He's ridden here a couple times for GPs and motocross the nations. You know, and I think the first one that sticks out is Bud's Creek that year. The, and we talked about it before where the bikes got stuck in impound. And that was real er, in customs. That was because there really was gonna cheese
0: be, and wine in the crates, right? Yeah, that they
3: didn't <laughs> declare. Yeah, And, like, you know, you think about, like, oh, my gosh. What could have been that weekend if he could have had his head on straight and everything working well with him and RV against each other head-to-head? Yeah. And then there have been other times. But the few times that we have gotten to see Antonio here, like there's a photo I have of him jumping – at Glen Helen and you see all the hills and you're just like, dude, it's so cool to see Tony here, you know? And I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but we really do need a U.S. round of the MXGP series. Those guys yeah. do need to come here. Totally. You know, it, it's cool to see them. Uh It brings so much more to it. I know that there's a lot of other stuff, but like, dude, there, there is a merit to have those guys come here for one race, even if it is well, a little bit more for our schedule, they have to, you know, it, we see yeah. the benefit of it and, it just makes everybody a better race fan.
0: And we need to have sure. Americans participate in it. Yeah. If there's yeah and, not be, in.
3: and not have, like, you know, bound to it because of their energy drink sponsor. They really want to have to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Anton, do you do do think he's coming tape. back? Um, I mean, I'm surprised heard he wouldn't do Red Button. I mean, in preparation for Disney uh, Nations. Yeah.
3: Maybe he does. You know, I mean, they got a week off, so who knows if he does just come back real quick and does this one more. Because I think the same thing, this is Antonio's only chance in his career to run the number one plate at the Motocross of Nations, and he definitely is going to want to be prepared for it. And he even said in the Mathis interview, you know, if I'm going to come back and race the Nations, I need to do a couple races so I'm in prime shape for when the gate drops. I can't just come in cold and be ready to go. So I think we do see him more somewhere. Is it here every time? Who knows? He could just tack on a couple GPs over there because KTM still does need someone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that his racing season is done by any means yet.
2: Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, just
3: curious, I, I
2: don't know. I know how the power of Pulpamex is, and we heard the rant last week on Pulpamex. Swap, you probably didn't because you didn't listen to the show. But, like, I mean, he's just pretty much ranting out about come on, KTM, like, what are you doing? Like, pay the man, pay the man. I'm wondering how much, like, hate emails or or what, like, KTM
4: got from, like, the
3: powerful... (laughs) KTM posted, like, photos of Tony on the KTM Factory Racing Instagram, and that was every comment was, keep him here, pay the man, keep him here, keep him here. What do we got to do to keep him here? Like, that was everything. and It was, like, 95 comments. That's freaking crazy. Yeah. Um... You know, on that 450 race, I I have to say that was so cool to see that many generations and that many guys of different skill levels and riding styles and all of that stuff just going at it like that. I don't I don't know if we'll ever you know other than this summer if we'll ever get to see anything like that again. You know, so many dudes going that fast and how that how that race unfolded. Um, I I can't wait to watch the second 450 moto again on TV, and I know you guys have seen it and stuff like that, but. What seemed like the deciding moment in that moto? Like when did when did it, like seem noticeable? Like oh shit, UI is like on it. Like he's coming through right now.
2: I think I think just from the gate drop for me, honestly, with seeing him being up there that um, in the front that early, because the first moto like he was buried up the start I think, and he like once he really got going, he once he really found his lines, I think it was already too late because the, the 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 lead group had sprinted away, and Sexton, like once the gate dropped, he seen that he got a good start, and he peased out on everybody pretty much, right?
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: second moto, like Eli was up there, he he knew where his lines were. I think he had those figured out after the first moto, and then and then he just went for it. I don't think Sexton had, you know, I mean he he matched him, but I don't think he had, you know, much form that second moto. I think that's when you know. Eli getting that good start in the second moto, I I think if he starts up there like top two or three, like I don't think that he can be beat. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that from being on the side of the track, and even then when I asked him, I don't think that was everything that he had. I think that there was still a little bit more in reserve, you know.
4: Yeah, Uh, it
3: it didn't sound like the bike was crazy loud. It didn't seem like he was overly aggressive or or making like. I have to go now moves. Yeah. He just was going forward. And even when he was coming through lappers and he'd rev the bike at him, it wasn't, it wasn't nuts. It was just like, and then he got through. Uh, yeah, there was a couple times where I'm like, man, he's going really, really fast, but it seems like he's not trying as hard as he could be. Like, it seems like there's another gear there for him. And he even kind of said as much in the, how was your weekend? Mm-hmm. So I wonder when we do see him go just completely balls to the wall at some point this summer.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, you know, it's coming.
3: Yeah. Did they show, did they show Dungy after the finish line in the second moto? Yeah. yeah. Did they show him like motion Cullen Park to come over and him give Cullen Park an earful? Oh, oh no. 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 Dude, no that shit, that. I was laughing like not at Cullen, but I was like, dude, you know Ryan Dungey had to have been Colin Parks like hero because yeah. of just the age yeah. and everything, but I guess him and another guy are what got in the way and allowed Kenny to get by, and Dungey was fired up. Ooh. Like I have not seen Dungey that fired up in a very long time in all of his races, but he even did like the finger, like "Come here, I got to talk to you,", you <laughs> be oh. doing that kind of stuff. It's and like I was being just called like, to the principal's oh, office.
2: <laughs> oh man! Hey, yeah. on that second moto, like you see. Sexton go one two and then Eli go two one. Do you think Sexton was thinking more like championship in that second moto like hey like he didn't gain any points on me today we go one two two one we we swap you know moto finishes. Do you think he just sort of like let it go and think ch- championships and, and not do anything stupid or like do you think he really wanted to win that one?
3: Probably. I think so, because once you realize there's no match in Eli and he even said, you know, we didn't lose points on the day, which was important. And the guy that he was trying to gain points on finished behind him, which was Ken at this mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think that he kind of knew and lived to fight another day. You know, there's four more, like he said in How Was Your Weekend, there's four really important races coming up. One track that he is admitted is not his best track, which is Southwick because yeah. of the sand and then the hard base underneath. But then, how he'll do through Redbud, Millville, and Washugal will be very important. You know, I think chase at Washugal could be very exciting just watching his riding totally. style and the technique of that track. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, Anton, are the Star 450s undergoing as many back and forth changes as the two of these are?
3: No, aside from Eli like sorting out a couple little things with suspension and bike balance at those first two races, it doesn't seem like they're. There's no stock parts on those bikes, you know, chassis-wise, as far as I can see, or as many things going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard of Christian being very uh, unhappy with what he's got. It's more just Christian's just got to be in the good position that he needs to be in, that he's been in a couple times already this year. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think, too, uh, Christian runs his setup way softer than, than, say, Eli, or maybe even some of the 250 guys, like, given his weight. But um, you just see like the way like Christian bike reacts a little bit differently. Like Christian does is run a little bit of a softer setup, even in supercross. Um, so maybe that's why some of these guys are going to some of the stock parts, is because like the mod parts, like say like these these uh, aftermarket wheels, like. The triple clamps, everything, all of that stuff intensifies the rigidness of the motorcycle. I'm wondering if like they're even going to like standard bolts rather than tie
3: bolts. Dude, they're doing stock sprockets on the 250s. Yeah. That, that's that's crazy. Well, to me. I, I I was looking. I'm like, yo, that is the same sprocket that's on my YZ250. I <laughs> Like, I'm, yeah. So there there's a there is quite a few things. Even when they went to the hubs, and there are a couple teams that run stock hubs. Yeah. Uh, but when they did that on the 250s and then there's some other ones that have milled, you know, factory kite hubs and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, OK, like they're, they're definitely trying something there. Hey, and, but A-R- as we know, that first East Coast race and you can attest to this a lot when you spend so much time testing in California and you do all these motos at Cahia and Glen Helen and. Paula and all this stuff, and then you go to High Point, which is unlike any of that stuff. I'm sure the setting that you have isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be. And then that track on Saturday, you know, weather conditions and all that stuff was prime. But then there's other things that they did. They mixed more mulch in than they ever had before. It's got a rock-hard base. Like, there's some stuff where your bike's not going to be what you thought it was going to be when you've been testing in California these last six weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, the, the difference in dirt just everything like the uh everything everything is so it feels so rigid almost you need to like set your s- suspension up safe if you go to Glen Helen on a thursday right and or on a tuesday and it's dry slick and they didn't have their full prep like you're going to want to soften your bike up a little bit you know to make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable and you but you can't be testing for that type of stuff like if you go to the races the bumps are freaking so much higher, the ruts are so much deeper. They got G outs, like kickers on the jumps. The, the race prep is so much different than, than what we test on. So it's that's why I think that some of these guys, like maybe even in Florida, I don't know, because I've been watching like some blogs, like they've been riding in other places. They've been riding MTF, GPF, yeah. uh, the goat farm. They've been trying all these different areas. So I don't really understand why their setup would be that far off, but I mean, hey, who knows?
0: Hey Alex, what what effect would a stock sprocket have on the way a bike handles?
2: The only thing I could, um, I would assume, would be maybe like accelerating out of a corner, like the chatter bumps. Mm-hmm. You know, like say if you're like coming out of a corner somewhere like like Paola, you know how it was like super chattery, right to left, like you're, you know, I don't know.
1: I think it's more of the effect it has on the that stock rear wheel, like just the how yeah, it's binding like to that softness. Coming,
2: yeah, the acceleration coming out of the corner. I feel like they might have just had like a harsh, harsh feel, like coming out of the corners, like really accelerating, accelerating out of the corners. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Maybe, maybe that might help a little bit. But yeah, I don't. I mean, what is it? It's a steel sprocket, like the
3: stock one.
0: No, it's aluminum. No, aluminum. It's aluminum as aluminum. well, but it's. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know.
3: It definitely doesn't have like all the cutouts and everything that a typical um, aftermarket sprocket would.
1: Mm-hmm. What sprocket do they even run? Sunstar.
3: And even even
2: what if hmm. what if it's even heavier, like a little bit more weight, like on the rear wheel, that yeah, could maybe. help with like, you know, like a, I don't know. It might even. Like if it's a little bit heavier, it might give it a little bit more traction towards the back end or something. Hmm.
0: Now we're gonna have to ask. Maybe you could dig into that this next couple weekends at the races, Michael. Oh, that sounds weird I'm huh? calling him Michael.
1: Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think Star wants to talk about that either. <laughs>
0: probably, probably not. Huh? Um. Well, hey, you guys got next weekend off. There's no yes, race. Sir. No race this weekend, and then it comes back at Redbud.
1: Anton, or not Anton? Sorry, Alex. How how do you watch the race?
2: Uh, so I either watch it on the U or on the Map TV app. Uh, if the MavTV TV app is not working, um, I will just go straight to YouTube.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've been I've been struggling, and I. I found some YouTube yeah, stuff Yeah, I, but... I
2: think everybody's been struggling a little bit but it's what we got we got to deal with it I guess,
4: right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh
3: I I think I mean, dude, there were a lot of people that have still been pretty mad about it, but it seemed a little better this weekend from what I heard. Um
1: I got a lot of uh a lot of commercials over over Wygant talking.
3: I got a honda commercial in the middle of the replay i was watching yeah. last night and like the middle of the 450 moto and you can hear everybody you can still hear all the riding but you just see them riding at cheney ranch
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. i saw that one yeah oh man <coughs> man man. so uh hey ray 16 hour flight or no 18 hour flight to singapore you just completed today right
2: yeah, yeah. I listened, I watched about 10 movies. Um, I slept a little bit. Uh, the, the seats that we were in, I mean, they're not bad. Obviously, they're not like first class or anything, but they're not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they reclined pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a very, very long flight. Exhausting. Long so thing. is the race
0: on the beach that's right in front of the hotel? Yes. Oh, so you walk out the front door to the race?
2: Pretty much, yeah.
3: Oh, nice. You're going to be getting geared up in your hotel room.
2: Dude, I almost didn't even bring, like, knee braces. I almost just brought, like, knee pads because I wanted to save some weight in my bag <laughs> so I could bring some more stuff, but I didn't.
3: Does, does Singapore... Oh, dude, you can buy a... You can buy a fake Louis Vuitton full 9800 down there and ship everything you
1: want back with you.
3: There
0: you go. I don't Do they have fake shit in Singapore? Did you bring your
1: RDX 2. Point whatever boots? 2.2s. 2. 2.2s, 2. 2, sorry. Alex? Alex? Maybe he thought I was talking to you.
0: Yeah. I'm wearing RDX 2.2s there. Really? Yeah. O'Neill sent my gear down there.
1: Aren't those heavier to ship? Oh, they sent
0: They shipped them. So oh, they're not in my gear bag. Nice. I'm like curious though. So, A-Ray, did, did Singapore allow you a checked bag or do you have to pay for it? Oh, I think we lost Alex. He Dang. fell asleep. I think we lost him. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. He's there a couple days early. I don't leave till tomorrow morning. Uh, I leave tomorrow morning at 8, and I get there at, I think, 4 p.m. What? Thursday. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Yeah, insane. you lose like a day, a full day and a half. But uh, I don't know. But, uh, Anton, did I tell you I I decided <coughs> to race after all?
3: Oh, you are racing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, at first, you know, Pablo was bringing me there. He's like, what, what class do you want to race, buddy? And I'm like, I'm not racing. I'm covering the thing. And then I was talking to him and I started thinking about it and I saw the videos and I was like, are there two motos? Can I race one moto at least? So I think, uh, I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah.
3: This goes very big against your, uh, I don't ride out of state or I don't like to ride out of state, uh, yeah. guidelines. Well, so you I know, think it's, we've it's changed, changed this, this year. I,
0: I've, I've, uh, I've expanded, I've spread my wings. Cause I yeah. Yeah. had a great time testing that Redbud with Chase and, and Pat and, he had the time
1: are, of his life and Stark. Yeah,
0: yeah. So why not? It's gonna be quite I'm a year. Yeah,
2: everybody's having fun.
0: Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> did 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 uh, Singapore let you check a bag or did you have to pay five hundred bucks for it?
2: No, no. I checked two bags. You didn't have to pay at all.
0: Yeah, it's two bags, huh? Wow. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's badass. Everything
2: everything went smooth. It was actually pretty easy.
0: And did you get um, through? Did you get through with the carry on with five stasic batteries? Okay. <laughs>
2: I just put them in my check bag. You put them in your check bag, dude. You're not yeah, supposed to put.
0: <laughs> For real, lithium ion. Did they yeah, make it? I told
2: him. I told. He's like, hey, do you have any batteries? I was like, yeah, like I have like some smaller batteries in my check bag. You know. He's like, what kind of batteries? I was like, oh, they're like like uh, smaller like uh, bicycle batteries. He says, oh, that's fine. Yeah, as long as yeah.
4: you don't have
3: any car batteries. As long as you have your car batteries,
4: you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: and didn't
3: realize you got five DeWalt batteries under the front. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Really, then you I, checked I, it? Then,
2: yeah, check that motherfucker,
3: dude. I, I wouldn't carry on fucking f- five fucking batteries. You my a backpack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no,
0: I know that shit. Yeah, so How pa- was the food on the
3: flight, A-Ray? Oh, it was terrible.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's yeah, right. Swap probably like it. it. It's something that he would like. Oh,
4: but, shit. Monkey
0: balls and... Duck yeah, yeah I, had, <laughs> I had
2: a dog for dinner.
4: <laughs>
2: I don't know, but uh, but yeah. So I'll probably see you guys at Redbud. I don't know if I'm going to Southwick yet. Um, I I have to go back to Colorado and have surgery again on my wrist
0: because you snapped that bitch.
2: <clears throat> yep. So, uh, pretty much like. It's been a bone bruise like this whole time, bone bruise, bone bruise, bone bruise. And it, it honestly, it took him a while to find it. I mean, I got x rays, CT, MRI, everything on this thing, right? And it's really hard to see, but I pretty much, I broke my fusion apart whenever I crashed. So I've just been riding with a broken wrist this whole time. That's why I it hasn't gotten any better. That's why it just hurts all the time, everything. So I'm going to fly to Colorado, I think, on Thursday, the 7th. And then I'll have surgery the eighth, and then yeah, it depend on what I'm doing from there. Hopefully, Samantha gets to come with me and take care of me while I, you know, have surgery, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then yeah, I'll be back. But yeah, I guess they're gonna put a couple screws in there and screw it together and clean it all up and all of that stuff. So I'm excited, you know. I'm just glad that I'm not crazy and this thing just hurts constantly. So,
0: so you know I'm just, why I'm just hurts, happy man. that I'm just. Huh? Now you know why it hurt. It wasn't just.
2: Yeah, now I know why it hurts. Now I know that, like, I don't have to deal with this for the rest of my life. He said, yeah, it'll, it'll be pain free. Everything will be fine. Like, it'll be back to normal. I just need to fix it. I Good. said, okay, cool. He Good said, to hear yeah. you not like, just a. The thing was perfect. And the thing was perfect and me. I, yeah, I just keep messing it up, so. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Were are you going to say, please? This is one of
2: those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wrist is going to look like a freaking chopped up brisket that.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you, are you going to be able to uh, race through the pain and the sand this weekend? <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I'm going to
0: have to. Hell, I'm Dude, here. hey, <laughs> wait. see so that last video they put up, there's jumps on this track? Hell yeah. Dude, how do they make jumps out of sand? I mean, you, you didn't get see all the, the pictures of the freestyle oh, right, ramp?
2: They got this freaking back. Yeah, they got a freestyle ramp. This uh, <laughs> dude from Australia is going to come over here and jump onto the. I don't know how he's going to do that, but. <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, dude, it's, it's fun. That's badass.
4: So, what do yeah, I, I need mean, to expect? Sand, you said right, it's a like one-minute lap time. The,
2: uh, I don't know if it's even that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of tight turns and stuff. You'll have fun.
1: <laughs> I think Swap's getting nervous.
0: Yeah, I'm nervous, dude.
1: Do you guys like race well, through I volleyball mean, courts and stuff?
0: I haven't raced in the sand since the the La La Playa Grand Prix at Cantamore oh, Sand Dunes in like '92. <laughs> And, this, this and I haven't ridden a YZ two fifty since Day in the Dirt. Dude, it's freaking sick. Yeah,
4: it's
2: you're probably gonna race Josh Grant's old CR or YZ two
0: fifty. Josh Grant's did he fly over the last time? Yeah, he, was? he
2: bought one of Josh Grant's like J G R two
0: fifty so it still has the graphics on it. No no no. He says I'm racing a brand new twenty two YZ two fifty. Too small, oh, well. So I was like, Well, it's alright, my track record on that is hundred uh, percent. Oh
3: right? yeah. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. Hey,
3: I, w- I would really like a uh, scene report of what life is like down there in Singapore because it sounds like we could be going back down there again uh, this year.
0: Uh, World Supercross? Yeah, probably.
3: Nice. Dude, it was, uh, Singapore.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. uh,
3: yeah. I like that. A-rate, hey, how far are you? You could probably go to the GP this weekend, too. <laughs> well, I've been... Uh, I didn't think about that. I'm in Sentosa.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Where's the GP? Where's it? Is
3: it Malaysia, Indonesia? Where's Indonesia. it? Up? Yeah, it's in Indonesia. Yeah,
1: I heard there's only like 17 Shh. people racing. Yeah, the <laughs> MX2 class is pretty bad. And then,
3: uh, Standing Construct Husky posted their flight, like their their shipping invoice, and it was something like thirty five thousand euro. Oh
1: my god! Wow. Yeah.
2: Oh uh, no! Yeah, it's still pretty far. You got to go across the water like two more times
1: okay
2: okay Oof. yeah i mean i can see it but on the map we're really <laughs> close to the hey we're really close to the fucking equator dude
0: is it That's okay it's so hot here so it's we're uh,
2: close to the equator
0: when i texted you a couple hours ago when i woke up i checked the yeah. weather there and it said 89 degrees and it was nine at eight at night nice is it super yeah. humid like a sauna because it's gonna rain every day while i'm there what yes That's
2: right. yes to all of those questions uh we're right next to the
0: equator so i don't need to bring a hoodie
2: bring a hoodie for the flight because yeah. it's literally two degrees on the airplane
0: yeah
4: okay
2: i didn't bring one i fucked up but yeah
0: all right well Ray, anyway, i will see you uh thursday night and uh um, right.
2: just know that you lose freaking two days on your flight <laughs> you don't even hour. know what day it is whenever you land
0: yeah, I think I'm gonna take a, uh, a purekana Delta Eight gummy with me. <laughs>
3: hey, Ray, are you yeah. going to the after party too?
2: Oh, dude, the freaking you see the DJ? The freaking everything, all of it. Pablo's already got it all set up, dude. We're freaking, we're we're pop locking, dropping over here, dude.
0: <laughs> is it is it uh is DJ Gorgeous Eva gonna spin the records there again?
2: Yeah, and then freaking uh, that. Um, That Woods dude, the freestyle guy, is going to jump over her stage on the sketchy
0: ramp
1: that they built for him. Oh, are you sponsoring the freestyle competition?
0: Yeah, sketchy.
2: Nice. Uh, I should, yeah. No. I need to.
0: (laughs) All right. So. Well, Ray, we're going to let you go to sleep. Guys, we're going to uh, check out now. Um, I think next week's Kickstart podcast, we'll do it on Wednesday when I'm back. Instead of trying to deal with all this time. Yeah. delays and all that stuff, but uh, yeah, stay tuned to com this weekend for some interesting content from the Singapore Beach Race at Sentosa Beach, and uh, yeah, some uh, some uh, funny stuff from me and I'm, sure <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure out
2: how to turn the lights off in
0: the hotel room. <laughs> hey, A.R.A., hey, do me a favor. Take a picture of the outlet on the wall and send it to me i got to go buy out. Oh, a,
2: a yeah, Is yeah. That I fucked th- up fu- there, too. I didn't bring it <laughs> I, <laughs> I found, I found a,
0: a voltage converter on uh, Amazon that's deliverable today in a pack of three. So if it's the right one, I'll order it and I'll bring you one. Oh, uh, yeah. So.
2: I'm taking it for driver right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Anton, enjoy the weekend off. Ray, anyway, I'll see you in a couple of days. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized one and one-e8 1⁄8-inch handlebar and the micro-handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders—